name is LMC. If you are new to the channel, then hit that subscribe button down below. Very much appreciated. I cover all things cannabis. So if you want to stay up to date, think about it in the notification bell or turn on, or hitting the subscribe button and then the notification bell to all. Anyways, let's jump into the first segment of the day. Okay, so this was uh, this marijuana moment has just been coming out with some absolute bangers. Like they have been putting out some just great like articles. Um, really though, like absolutely, I would say one of the leaders in cannabis news. Um, so big shouts out to uh, uh, marijuana moment. And so this is by Ben Adlin, kind of one of the three main writers, by the way. The you know it's Kyle Jager, uh, the editor is Tom Angel. Um, I think Kyle Jager does a little bit of editing too. And then there's Ben Adlin, and these three kind of make up the most of Marijuana Moment, uh, at least for the writing aspect of it. But uh, seriously, just great work. Um, keep doing what you guys are doing. We really appreciate everything you guys do. Okay, so this is this is going to be fascinating. Okay, so this is published five hours ago on November 19th, 2020. This is Ben Adlin's Twitter. It's just Badlin. If you want to give him a follow, that'd be, be awesome. Um, okay, but title of this article is Working with GOP gave Obama a handy excuse not to legalize marijuana, he writes in new book. Okay, um, so personally, uh, you know, I, I was, I think I was um, right in the like fifth grade when Obama came into uh, power in 2008, I believe, like, it was like fifth grade or something. Um, you know, and it, 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 one of the, you know, one of the biggest presidential movements slash campaigns, I think, you know, in the last, you know, few decades at least. And, you know, a lot of hope and change, right? A lot of, you know, hope and change, right? Those are kind of the two key themes. And, you know, the older I got, the, and, and, you know, I always love, I've always loved Obama, you know, and the older I got, the more educated I got, you know, the more I started to realize Obama really did not do a very good job as president. And like I said, he did, you know, being president is not an easy job. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that, you know, I, I don't think I could do a better job necessarily. Eh, maybe I could have, but that's not the point. <laughs> Excuse me. Point really, though, is Mitch McConnell and the Republicans, they implemented a strategy of we're just going to deny everything. We're not going to, we're not going to fold on anything. We're just going to completely block anything that you, that Obama tries to do that, you know, any sort of any, anything that the Obama was trying to do. And Obama went to outrageous lengths to, first of all, try to compromise with the Republicans and, you know, I, I truly do think that Obama, you know, he was, you know, people kind of viewed him as a progressive back in the day. And, um, and, you know, really he's not, he's really a moderate Republican. If you look at his policies, right now, let's, let's peep this real quick. Wait, no sound. Right, and we'll see here right here in a sec. 
just want to watch this really quick because I think this gives a lot of context to this article. I just really thought of that. I just really thought of this video on the spot too. But this is this is this is the truth about Obama, and he I mean he tells it right. I don't know that uh, there are a lot of Cubans or Venezuelans, uh, Americans who believe that. The truth of the matter is, is that uh, my policies are so mainstream that, you know, if, if I had said the same policies that I have back in the 1980s, uh, I'd be considered a moderate Republican. I mean, you know, uh, what I believe in is uh, a tax system that's fair. You know, uh, what I believe in is uh, a tax system that's fair the 1980s, uh, I'd be considered a moderate Republican. I mean, uh, I'd be considered a moderate Republican. I mean, you know, uh, what I believe in is uh, I'd be considered a moderate Republican. I mean, you know, uh, what I believe is uh, I'd be considered a moderate Republican. I mean, okay. Uh, you guys get the point now. All right. So now, Obama, right? I mean, there's a lot of, you know, people thought that a second term, he was going to do all this change, you know, 2008, he kind of had to, I mean, people say that 2008 Citigroup, one person from Citigroup pretty much decided the cat, like his, his cabinet. Right. And, um, you know, that seems not good, like a good start. Um, <coughs> but you know, Obama, like Obama, for example, too, like Obamacare, Obamacare is a former Mitt Romney uh, health plan, right? This is the dual payer system. This is the, the private and public, which once, when you do that, you, it doesn't work, right? You have, anyway, we don't need to go down the, the healthcare rabbit hole, but, you know, like he said, you know, like 20 years ago and not even really like a lot like even today's a lot of those, some of those policies you consider are moderate republican policies and and you could say oh you know he was trying to um you know compromise and i completely i i commend him for trying to compromise in a uh, in a very very by you know uh, uh polarized system right and uh but there was times where you're like whoa this is getting like you know because looking back on it like i was just i think i was too young to really critically take a look at the obama administration um and you know like he he didn't really do a ton of great things like 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 he he did some good things but a lot of you know bail like just kind of continue the continuation of neoliberal policies okay now politicians love to blame you know, things that they don't want to do on certain people or part, you know, a group of people or, you know, whatever it is. And here in this case, I think we have, we have this. So let's jump into this article. So let's go over this and then we'll talk more about this. Okay. So in a mem in a new memoir, looking back at his time in office, former president Barack Obama writes that a decision early in his first term to cut deals with congressional Republicans allowed him to ignore some Democrats calls for less orthodox ideas such as marijuana legalization. Truthfully, Obama writes in the book, 
quote, just the act of negotiating with Republicans served as a handy excuse to deflect, deflect some of the less orthodox ideas that occasionally surface from our side of, of, of the aisle. I'm sorry, Congressman, but legalizing marijuana isn't the kind of stimulus we're talking about here. Okay, then let's at least talk about the war on drugs. Let's talk about, you know, the mass incarceration, the, the private prison, you know, complex, industrial complex. Right, let's talk about those things at least, right? Because that's a product of cannabis at least not being decriminalized. So it seems a very disingenuous personally um, when I hear something like that because, well, okay, maybe you didn't want to you know, reap the benefits of legal pot, which I don't know why you wouldn't, but at least end all of the negative or at least try to end some of these negative, these massively negative um, you know, outcomes of making drugs illegal, really, which is the war on drugs, mass incarceration, you know, targeting people of color um, at a disproportionate rate. And this is what I'm talking about, guys. We need our politicians to be bold. None of them are bold. None of them. I don't know if it's, I don't, I mean, I, I don't get it. I, I think it's like you're, you're, they, I feel like DC, they surround you with these people that just, they completely change your mindset. I mean, not to say that like Obama necessarily went in there trying to, I think he did. I think he went in there trying to like really make some change, but then realizing, oh, this is the game I have to play. But we need bold, we need some bold action, right? Obama didn't really bring that much bold action. Trump had the chance to make some really bold actions and he didn't for the most part. And, you know, and with Biden, you know, I think we're like, we're looking at kind of a similar, a similar thing, right? A continuation of, of neoliberal policy, which has gone through Obama, Trump, you know, it's, it's been going on for a while. Let's keep going though. So while the anecdote at hand is specifically about the economic stimulus package that the Obama negotiated early in his first term, his characterization of how he reacted to push, uh, uh, reacted to the push for cannabis reform is largely indicative of how he handled the issue during his presidency by deflecting blame to Congress. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I will give, you know, credit to Obama where he was going up against, you know, Mitch McConnell, like, like he, they, they were doing a, you know, scorched earth policy really of like, you know, in a political sense where, you know, we're not going to let him get anything passed through. We're going to make this a big failure, uh, you know, um, of a president, of a presidency. And while that is true to a certain case, Obama could have, he has the, Executive power has started to expand more and more as time goes on. And he definitely had the power to do certain things that um, I think we, that would have been very, very positive. And, you know, this is, this is a tactic that's used by both sides. Blame the other side because both sides don't want to do it, but they can blame each other. Right. Democrats, right, blame blaming passing a stimulus bill on on the Republicans because even though it's obvious like they they were in an election year, they didn't want you know uh, another stimulus bill to be to be created because, um, you know that would help Trump, but they couldn't out outwardly say that so they blame it on the Senate and Mitch McConnell actually has just been taking it on I mean to be honest Mitch McConnell has been kind of taking on the cheek with that and being like, yeah we're no we're not doing it. 
plain and simple. Right? But it's 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 all it's the blame game. Right? And deflection allows in a way political protection. Right? Deflection allows for people to not take responsibility, step up and take care of a problem. Now I know this is, you know, there's there's this whole thing is a little bit more, you know, this, President Obama's um you know, his, his two terms, I think were, you know, I don't want to simplify it to that, right? I don't, I don't want to just, you know, water it down to that, but definitely major elements of that. Okay. Despite being the first president to openly acknowledge having smoked and enjoyed marijuana before entering office, Obama mentions cannabis only a few times in the 700 plus page, quote, a promised land published on Tuesday. It's others, it's other discussions of drug policy, according to review by Marijuana Moment, includes references to Obama's own past cannabis use, particularly how it sparked controversy in his campaign for president against then Senator Hillary Clinton, Democrat from New York at the time, and sermons by his former pastor, the uh, Reverend Jeremiah Wright. Obama writes that during his first run for president, Clinton's campaign co-chair, Billy Shaheen, who was married to Senator G.N. Shaheen, Democrat, had, quote, raised uh, to a reporter that my self-disclosed prior drug use would prove fatal in a matchup against the Republican nominee. Yeah, and yeah, that didn't work out too well. Obama is a world-class politician, okay? World-class. Now, that can be good and bad at sometimes, but um, when it comes to, you know, you know, communication and uh debate you know he he, he crushed it right in, in a lot of ways the mainstream democrats at that time they were thinking it's going to be hillary it's going to be hillary that's what it, you know a lot of the mainstream slash corporate uh entities were wanting slash believing that was going to happen in 2008 but obama was just such a good candidate that it was undeniable right and so hillary had to wait till 2016 Right, and we all know what happened with that. But, quote, I didn't consider the general question of my youthful indiscretions out of bounds, Obama writes, but Shaheen went a bit further, implying that perhaps I had dealt drugs as well. The interview set off a furor, and Shaheen quickly resigned from his post. Clinton later apologized to Obama during a tense conversation on an airport tarmac, the former president writes. The new book also recalls his former pastor, the Reverend Jeremiah Wright, who says sometimes he closed critiques of the of the drug war in his sermons. Quote, there were there were times when I found Reverend Wright's sermons a little over the top in the middle of a scholarly explica- uh, explication of the book of Matthew or Luke. He might insert a scathing critique of America's drug war, American militarism, capitalist greed, or the intractability of American racism. Rants that were usually grounded in fact, but bereft of context. Often they sounded dated as if you were channeling a college teach in from 1968 rather than leading a, a prosperous congregation that included uh, police commanders, celebrities, wealthy business people, and the Chicago school superintendent. Interesting. Well, you know, unfortunately, and we're talking about it a lot more nowadays, but honestly, I, I commend Reverend Wright for bringing these issues up. Maybe if it was out of context, people need to hear this, okay? And, and you know, sometimes a message will come in a weird, a weird way, right? It'll be delivered from an unlikely uh, messenger. Now, a pastor or a reverend, you know, that makes kind of sense. But I, I love being, inter- I mean, I'm not going to lie. I talk about these issues and I intertwine it with cannabis, right? 
sometimes it may not context. I kind of go and sometimes I do that, but this kind of shows you kind of his, in a way, in my opinion, a little bit brushing off kind of these, these issues, which are real, right? They're real 100%. Absolutely. And Obama knows that Obama knows that. Okay. So, quote, so this is the 2008 financial crisis, but let's keep going. So, quote, if I had predicted on the day of swearing in that within a year, the U.S. financial system would have stabilized, almost all TARP funds would be fully repaid, having actually made rather than cost uh, taxpayers money, and the economy would have begun what would become the longest stretch of continuous growth and job creation in U.S. history, Obama writes, quote, the majority of pundits and experts would have questioned my mental fitness or assumed I was smoking something stronger than tobacco. Yeah. Okay. Just another thing to kind of point, you know, yeah. Anyways, you guys get that. You guys get that quote. You got to blame it on weed. Huh? Okay. Let's watch this though. Boomers are ruling this country. Barack Obama said this week that he's tried drugs and it barely got a mention in the newspapers. But remember the uproar that caused Douglas Ginsburg his Supreme Court nomination over the disclosure that he smoked marijuana and this from 1992. When I was in England, I experimented with marijuana a time or two and I didn't like it and didn't inhale and never tried it again. It's just such a liar, by the way. Like, just all of these politics. How did he know he didn't like it if he didn't inhale? I'm sorry, you can't go back to that. But by, 19, by 2004, Democrats were falling all over each other to admit trying pot. Uh, which of you are ready to admit to having used marijuana in the past? And they want us to go around and ask each of you. Senator Kerry? Yes or no? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Senator Edwards? Yes. Senator Lieberman? Well, you know, I have a reputation for giving unpopular answers at Democratic debates. I never use marijuana. Sorry. <laughs> Which brings us up to this week and Barack Obama. Look, I, you know, I, uh, when I was a kid, I, I, uh, uh, I inhaled uh, frequently. That was, uh, that was, that was the point. Um, <laughs> so what was that camera? I appreciate him at least to say that. By the way, there's some construction going on, so if you hear that, apologies. Howard, what do you think about this? Well, I, I think it's an accepted part of the culture now, and I think for one of the reasons why Barack Obama is so popular, especially among younger people, is that he seems so real. He seems to acknowledge the reality of things. It's kind of almost like a dog whistle kind of thing. Older people can't hear it. Younger people hear it. And that's one of the things that they hear. He seems to be willing to be honest, straight from the shoulder. It's not like Ralph matter. Nader always being for industrial hemp. <laughs> Okay, that must be a dog whistle because I don't hear it. Say. There's nothing to say. When I fucking hate Chris Matthews. Chris Matthews is just such a fucking like hack, such a hack to me. But besides the point, right there, like you know what they were saying, right? <coughs> Excuse me. He could have, he could have, you know, been bold and been honest. He could have been what was being described there. And in a lot of ways, you look back on his president, you know, his presidential terms. You don't, I don't know, you don't get a lot of that, right? Obama, in a lot of ways, it was amazing. First black president, um, you know, he's, he's a sharp, you know, sharp guy, young, right? And so much potential. And, and then you start to look, you know, look back though on his policies and 
you know, I, I, I don't want to, I mean, it's, it's, it's such a hard job. I can't even, you know, I, I couldn't even, you know, start to really comprehend, I guess to a certain degree I can, but really understand what exactly, uh, you know, the job, you know, what the job entails. And it's, it's a tough thing. Like who, like, what are the different elements you're dealing with the different power elements? Um, I don't know though, you know, we saw a lot of, you know, offshoring of jobs during his terms, you know, to China, you know, jobs to China, jobs, you know, out of the state. Um, you know, very close with the financial banking services and, and so forth, but, and honestly, moderate Republican, right? Okay. So let's keep going though really quick. So, so while in office, Obama's cannabis policies largely frustrated drug reformers while significant state level reforms happened under his watch, which he ultimately pulled back, uh, uh, the federal government from interfering with. Many advocates felt he missed an opportunity by failing to enact reform nationally, for example, by reclassifying cannabis under the Federal Controlled Substance Act, further easing federal prosecution of drug laws or issuing mass acts of clemency to more people with prior convictions that he all that then he ultimately did. And that's kind of the point I was saying is like, you can't, okay, if you're going to be against cannabis, if you're not going to want to like, you know, legalize cannabis, then at least take care of the problems that making cannabis illegal and other drugs illegal create, like the war on drugs, mass incarceration. Right. Though candidate Obama said medical marijuana legalization was a question best left to the states, his administration in 2011 launched a coordinated crackdown on dispensaries in legal jurisdictions such as California. But at the end of the first term, he was uh, he had overseen more raids on state legal cannabis businesses than his president than his predecessor, President George W. Bush, did in two terms. Right. So they shifted their stance, though, and they allowed they wanted to allow more states rights, uh, you know, in terms of they want the states to decide just cancelization. So in Washington, my home state in Colorado did, you know, they kind of stepped off. So when it comes to the calls uh, to formally change marijuana status under the Controlled Substance Act, Obama deflected responsibility for the issue to, uh, for the issue to lawmakers. Quote, what is, what is and isn't a Schedule One narcotic is a job for Congress, he told CNN to 20, 2014. Quote, it's not something by ourselves that we start changing. No, there are laws under undergirding those determinations. In fact, while Congress can change cannabis status under federal law, the CSA also gives the administration the power to do so without an act of lawmakers. This is key right here. So while he said that's an act for Congress, right? That Congress needs to do that. Well, you know, haven't you realized the, the land, the political landscape of Obama at the time, right? You're not going to get anything passed in Congress, right? It's all gridlock, right? Gridlock really became a big like theme of, you know, these, 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 these years, right? And he had the power, right, to do it on his own. Let's read this one more time. In fact, while Congress can change cannabis status under federal law, the, CS the CSA also gives the administration the power to do so without an act of lawmakers. During his time in office, advocates repeatedly called for Obama to take action on cannabis legalization, but the president was cagey on the issue. Quote, as has been well documented, I smoked pot as a kid and I view it as a bad habit and a vice. 
he told the New Yorker 2014, quote, not very different from the cigarettes that I smoked as a young person up through a big chunk of my adult life. And this is, you know, kind of where we, we see the you know, personal bias really start to leak, you know, leak into uh, potential, you know, policy, political policy. And I guess that, you know, that's, 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 that's going to happen no matter what, right? But you got to understand, okay, well, first of all, Cannabis can definitely create really bad habits, right? I, I 100% can agree with that. But that is different for every person and every individual is different. So instead of threatening them and, and threatening people, potentially putting them in jail, ruining their life, giving them a record, you know, doing all, and then, you know, putting them in the prison, the private prison, you know, industrial complex and, and just creating all this negativity, right? You know, let people decide on their own. Give, don't, don't, don't give them all these burdens to quote unquote break the law by smoking cannabis. Let people decide on your own. The best way to combat drug abuse, to combat to combat drug abuse, in my opinion, is to legalize, educate, and re- rehabilitate. Not throw them in jail like a criminal like a violent criminal, right? Quote, I don't think it's more dangerous than alcohol, he said, of marijuana in the same interview. Frustrating legalization supporters who saw him doing nothing to end its criminalization. While he said legalization in Washington, Colorado, quote, is important uh, for it to go forward as a way to address racial disparities in cannabis arrests and convictions, he predicted that the new uh, policies in those states would, quote, be, I think, a challenge and worried about a slippery slope that could lead to legalization of cocaine and methamphetamines. Okay, dude. The war on drugs, right? Has it worked? No. Trillions, you know, millions of people dead, trillions of dollars spent. A lot of wasted money, a lot of wasted time, people's lives, families ruined. It's much harder for a person to get addicted to drugs and or want to be addicted to drugs if you give them economic opportunity. If you give them, you know, if, if there's a safety, if there's a safety net there in a way, right? Quote, look, I've been very clear about my belief that we should try to discourage substance abuse. And I agree. Everything needs to be um, balanced out. Okay. Anyways, guys, I, I just, I thought this was a really interesting article. I think that there's a lot to be said about the Obama administration. Some, some really positive, some really, you know, pretty negative. Um, but yeah, guys, it, it, you know, when, when people say, you know, people on the, you know, Democrats like Obama or Joe Biden, oh, they're social commies, they're socialists. They're far from it. Okay. They are moderate Republicans. Okay. Moderate Republicans. Anyways, guys, really appreciate y'all. If you guys like this video, definitely think about hitting the subscribe button down below. If you're not already turn on the notification bell, um, you know, drop a comment. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, hit the like button, share. If you have any friends that would like this content, you know, send them my way. That all helps me a lot. Anyways, guys, really appreciate y'all.
know this is kind of a long one, but thank you guys for making it to the end. Anyways, my name is LMC. Hope everyone's staying safe and healthy and have an amazing, amazing day. Peace.